0: This episode brought to you by Field Notes Brand, USA-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com, or if you're in Chicago, go to their store at 400 North May. Floor, thanks for the ride, man. Yeah, no problem.
1: We gonna we gonna make it in time?
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Usually traffic's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, Let's listen to something so it doesn't get awkward. <laughs> too late. <laughs> Never
0: call. No. no. The axe of the
1: lonely goatman. Uh-uh, no.
0: We'll be potting on that cast while we're at the Alabaster. Hey, can we just?
1: Can we just listen to just? I. Uh, you know what? KBBG. The, oh, the sweet! Zoo, the Zoo Crew's on right now. So. Oh yeah, I haven't heard them for a while. Yeah, let's let's see what they have to say. It can only take so much, <laughs> but I think I think we're due. Oh, that's crazy.
0: What I want to know is how did he get into Chuck E. Cheese without pants in the first place?
1: Hardened <laughs> in plain sight.
0: Oh, too right. All right, KBBG time is 9.18 in the a.m. You know what that means. It's time for us to check in with the gooch. Check the gooch before you wreck the gooch. Check the gooch before you wreck the gooch. Check in with the gooch. A lot of you are going to remember our intern, the Gooch. Gooch. Now, the Gooch has long since moved on to greener pastures, but just because he's done with us doesn't mean we're done with him. We've got the number for his current employer. Gooch doesn't even live in the same state anymore. Do you think that's enough to get away from Tito and Glenn?
1: PeopleSearch.com.
0: After eight long months of interviewing and checking out options, the Gooch finally landed himself a big city job up the East Coast. He should just about be getting into the office now, so let's give him a call. Got him up. Hey,
1: Lynn Millsap.
0: Uh, hi. Um, I have a, a few questions regarding the uh, legality of, of certain of your uh, practices as regarding business.
1: I, I'm sorry? <laughs> oh, we got you so good. It's oh, Tino England.
0: Come the on. Gooch. We found you. You
1: guys can't hide. Oh, it's so right. It's so right. I'm at work. Come on. You can't can't call me at work, guys. I don't even work for you guys anymore. I have my own job now.
0: That's right, but you can never get away from Tito and Glenn in the mornings, nor can you get away from KBBG.
1: (laughs) Oh, well. you you got a busy day ahead of you there, Gooch? Listen, I I really can't. I'll get in trouble if... if Somebody will think this is a personal call. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, so what does your business card say there, Gooch? Is it Gooch, Gooch-o? Gooch-hole? G-spot, G-string,
1: Gooch and Rescue, G-unit, G-man, Goo Goo Doll, nibbler, <laughs> Yeah, what are they calling you there these days? Come on, guys, I, I really don't have time for this. Okay, I I've I really got to go. All right, I, I'm, I'm hanging well, you up got, now. Oh, you got a big
0: important meeting? You got you got some business you got to get to this morning?
1: Yeah, no, I, I I've got a meeting and like what? Is, it's one minute. I've got to be there in one minute, and the Whoa. conference room's all the way across
0: the office. Well, I guess we better get off the phone. But before we do, Gooch, man, uh, could you do me a favor and say hi for us?
1: What, what, just say hi, and you'll you'll leave me alone. Just say hi. Okay, fine. Hi. Oh no, you misunderstood me there,
0: Gooch. We're not asking you to say hi to us. We're asking you to say hi to Professor Picklefinger's balloon menagerie and erotic dance team
1: stop! <laughs> what kind of animals do Leave you like? Leave me alone, like? please! I <laughs> know oh, I don't want a balloon animal. Yeah. Stop prying uh, on me! <laughs> <laughs>
0: you seem so tense. Sit back and let's dance on you. Let me touch your gooch.
1: Make that man a wiener dog. <laughs> oh, no,
0: oh, no, no! Yeah. Uh. Oh, <laughs> it looks like we lost the connection. What do, you, what do you think? You think he may have hung up on us? <laughs> oh, the gooch.
1: I smell severance package.
0: Oh, yeah. He's going to have a hell of a time keeping a job down with not only a balloon-making clown, but erotic dancers in a
1: workplace on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> what the hell can we have out here?
0: <laughs> oh, I would have killed for it. I would have killed for it. But they're real uptight up north. Real uptight. All right. KBBG traffic time is 9.23 in the a.m. I hope your commute's going better than the Gooch is.
1: (laughs) Ruining a man's life for your entertainment.
0: That's right, KBBG. uh, This next one goes out to our buddy the Gooch, Little Love in an Elevator from Aerosmith. Do you think you'll be getting any of that?
1: Living it up while he going down.
0: Flora, can you change it? It's kind of funny, but it mostly
1: just makes me sad. I know, I know. Here, let's try this one.
0: Finally
1: hello hello
0: everyone welcome to blurry photos now you'll notice one of us has a reach rich rich reach into deep voice town you reach richly into deep voice bird flora what's wrong with you i got a head cold (laughs) yeah yeah he's got very white fever he's got
1: (laughs) got bit by the bug (laughs) this is david flora Ooh, Ooh, so rich and sultry.
0: I died, David Stecco <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Blurry
1: Photos. Yeah, thanks for tuning in mm-hmm. all episode long. My, <laughs> what, how did I describe it earlier? Uh, my sexual my, peanut butter. My chilotic voice. <laughs> chilotic. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. it's it's rich and deep. We just uh, I just opened a show this weekend that, yeah. that I'm in, and you know, being in a theater, you're around bunches of people and you have to make out backstage
0: that's a rule of theater if you're not in the theater community you, it's something that's surprising to most people how much you have to contractually make out backstage yeah
1: and the incoming audience
0: too yeah it's part of the ticket yep. price yeah the vip section those people ooh, that's
1: make out town <laughs> they get the deep anyway kiss. open a show got sick that's,
0: that's how it goes
1: that's how it goes
0: i didn't open a show so i feel great Ha. <laughs>
1: this episode uh is a big one pretty big one dave what are we talking about this episode
0: matchbox cars yeah it's like the only thing that's still under a dollar really come on no they're like 60 some cents each man really yeah i don't believe you well that's what we do we we dispel the false beliefs and we enforce the right ones you know we're talking about mithra mithra ever heard of it have you it's a good question I, I got to be honest, I I hadn't, but then when I read about this, I was like, wow, I you know, I feel like an idiot. I feel like I should have.
1: Uh, this this one's uh, a a deep cookie. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's a deep cut cookie.
0: It's important to point out that uh, Mithra <laughs> Mithra is not uh, an arch nemesis to Godzilla. <laughs> Right or Rodan and yeah, Mithra d-
1: did not fly. No, that's, not with you're giant thinking, moth wings.
0: You're thinking of Mothra, and no one could blame
1: you for that. But Mithra pretty important. Yeah, it's maybe. A, well, yeah, Mithra is sort important. of a
0: theological depth
1: charge. Yeah, in doing this research, the whole reason we wanted to do this, we wanted to do it around Easter. Cause it's it's a bit topical mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. around that time,
0: but we decided candy chats more fun, so that's what you got free <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Half true, half You're true, right? <laughs> half true. No, there's there's so much to this. Yeah, uh, I wasn't prepared for it, so that's yeah. why we had to push pretty, back. Pretty but
0: pretty thorough, pretty thorough. So let's let's just dive right in. Let's because this thing, this this is the gift that we will continue to give even when we beg it to stop.
1: Now the coming coming to this, uh, if you have heard of Mithra, I'm going to bet that you have seen the movie Religious or maybe Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Or nine nine Geist. Nine ne- <laughs> Geist. <laughs> that's that's what we should have f- done. That's what we have. <laughs> that's true. All right. Yeah. Maybe maybe next episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh anyways, the the whole hot debate with uh Mithra is Jesus the Christ <laughs> a a copy of Mithra, yeah. who was is, a pagan god.
0: Yeah, there's the for the people who are aware of this, uh the people who aren't well uh, um <laughs> There is a there's a, a debate, a discussion that happens uh, because this this pre existing figure in religious history, um Zoroastrianism and, and a, of a, other faiths, named Mithra. It goes by a few different names. Sure. But there are some commonalities with with the Christ figure, with Jesus as well, that makes some people say, Oh, this is just uh, some people just took mithra rebranded it renamed it and called that christianity and so oh all that's false it's all under you know blah blah yeah, blah.
1: Christianity's for is, is bupkis right and, and people who follow it are stupid. Right. <laughs> Glasses push. <laughs> Shift. Uh, right off the bat, let's just get this out
0: there. That's not what we're doing this episode about. Right. I mean, that's not our point. Let's just say we're talking about it because it's a really interesting thing. Archaeologically, theologically, it's a really interesting subject. And yeah. our job is not here to be like, oh, yeah, you, you, you should think this or you right, should think no. that. Yeah.
1: You think what you want to think. Man. I mean,
0: I don't even have the time to change a mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My hope in this is that we we go through it a a little bit. So at the end you want to know more or you at least have more facts. So at the end, you wished we had actually given you more information and get mad about it. At the the end, you wish we had just told you what to think. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're, we're, we want to present, you know, uh, both sides or every, everything that we can find. And then, you know, if you want to make a decision on it, you can, whatever. We're not doing that.
0: And we get, we get, you know, in the in the episodes that we do that 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 move into the the area of of religions, particularly where it abuts against Christianity, we can talk about uh, Zoroastrianism or old Egyptian faiths like crazy, right. and no one says boo about it. But man, the minute this boat starts to get into current popular religious waters, we get we get feedback about it. Yeah, just for that reason, we're not going to avoid them. We're still going to talk about them, but. Uh, just you know, this is this is this is about information. This is about what we learned and what it is and what it isn't. And we both, before we did this episode, we're like, man, you know, it's it's t- it's a tough tightrope. You got to walk right down the middle. We're we'll probably f- it up. I know I'll say something flippantly because it's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I,
1: there's a there's a lot of information that that we probably won't get to yep but we we've gotten to a lot of it so we should just shut up and get to it so yeah let's uh
0: that's the last apology you're gonna get out of me Did you hear me
1: now who's the apologist <laughs> oh. <laughs> is there any truth to the claim that mithra was the precursor to and model for jesus
0: there sure is good night everybody no, that's I'm just it. kidding. <laughs>
1: swerve head head, head <laughs> fake yeah psych just kidding uh, and and along with mithra the other uh, deities that are often grouped into there being um, Horus, Attis, Dionysus, mm-hmm. or Dionysus. I like Dionysus. I like that. It sounds Dionyser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, along with other Krishna, there's there's a there's a few there's a few. Yeah. Let's suffice it to say, we're gonna we're gonna go into what was Mithraism mm-hmm. and who was Mithra and what is claimed about the similarities. Between Mithra and Jesus, we're going to focus on Mithra in particular. That uh, that's that's the episode title, and um, <laughs> it's pretty good of us to do that. And then uh, maybe we can we can look at what can be learned by looking at, at this thing in detail. Yeah, this comparison, and because it's it, it, it really rustles some jimmies. for yes. people. Yes, it does. Because Christians really feel, uh, I think, attacked by. Such luminaries as Bill Maher, <laughs> right? Uh, that was in in Religulous. It's uh, have you seen that, by the way? Uh, bits and
0: pieces of it. I, I, you know, we we've talked about this. I've gone on my little scree about this before, but like, like, first of all, I find Bill Maher to be so smug, yeah, that I can't hear
1: what he says. It's true. I, 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 I he's just. Uh, I want to like him. I can't. Yeah, and what he, you know, what he tries to do, but.
0: Yeah, there there are people like that that I think that I agree with, but their their methods and things like that are just so distasteful that I'm like, Ugh, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on, dry fuss. Come on. come on." But no, I I've seen bits and pieces of it and I, and I've said this before. I think that taking the lofty approach of pointing out the 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 holes in in someone's belief system is is like uh, you know, well, like what, what does that doesn't accomplish anything for anyone? It, it gives atheists a bad name. It just irritates people of faith and faith helps people. Some people, you know, like, and faith hurts people, you know, it, it it's anything yeah. M and M's help and hurt, you know, everything does. It depends on what you do with it, but you can't just sit there and be like, dear
1: idiots. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you poor bastards.
1: Like in, it's so smug in the movie. He goes to uh, the, the, what is it a, a christ disney or whatever it is it's a oh, the, right. the huge yeah. theme park but the he goes to the guy that actually plays jesus which i'm sure is a really highly sought after role yeah, down they're, there they're you know, it's like mickey mouse for that yeah but he talks to to this guy and is like have you ever heard of of mithra or uh, actually i think he doesn't even do that i think he he says if I, if I were to say, you know, who was born on December 25th and, and had three wise men uh, visit and, and was a savior and was crucified and then came back to life, you know, who am I talking about? And they're like, well, you're talking about Jesus. No, I'm talking about Mithra. <laughs> Idiot. You know? Right. That's, <clears throat> that, that's kind of what, what they're claiming here. So I think Christians can rightly feel a little attacked uh, in that.
0: Right. Well, because they are being attacked. I mean, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it, when you put it that way, as opposed to laying out the information, just yeah. saying, hey, look, which I think is probably what we're going to do right now. Yeah. Uh, here's here's all the stuff that uh, was happening at the time when Christianity was, was just beginning. It, it was putting its roots down. This is how both things came to be or not to be. Mm-hmm. That's the question. Zing. Zing. And so... I think uh atheists it, it, we say atheists as a general term I feel like because not all atheists are doing this not all No, not at all. Not all non-atheists are are attacking, but many many on each side I think get really up in arms about either defending mm-hmm. from it or uh provoking or attacking like it just goes back and forth. So here's some information for you. Let's see what we can what we've dug up here. Uh as a as an overview. Yeah. This claim that's that's been gaining popularity, I would uh, I would say, recently is that the figure of Jesus, the Christ, is nothing more than a copier of earlier pagan deities, including Horus Addis, uh, Dionysus, Krishna. Yep. Uh, Christians deny this claim and its components, usually by uh, replying with, Nuh-uh, or, so what? Yeah. <laughs> and cool story cool story bro it's a cool <laughs> story bro and sometimes they're right yeah non non believers cite numerous examples in mythology and religious history as evidence against the current view of Jesus and Christianity in general i think current view is is important to point out yeah in, in this too so is there a right or wrong what's the truth behind this let's go into what mithraism is yeah um mithris is it a- um so many claimants rally around Mithra as the best model of the Jesus figure. So who was Mithra and what was Mithraism? Mithraism was what scholars call a mystery religion due to the fact that it maintained strict secrecy about its teachings and practices, revealing them only to initiates. Yep. Because of this, there is almost no literary evidence about the beliefs of Mithraism, and the few texts we do have come from early Christian leaders who attacked it, or uh, philosophers who sought its symbolism to further their own ideas.
0: Does, and that's that's very similar to what we were running into, and. Uh, we'll actually run into the same exact problem of the the problems of Roman descriptions, just like we talked about in the Druids, the the Roman historians mm. writing about the Druids. Well, there's a, a real bend to that, you know. Right, there's a perspective right. that's not necessarily the most a fair and balanced one, and and the same thing here with early Christian historians writing up these descriptions of of uh, you know a, a, a competitor, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> a competing
1: yeah. product, absolutely. Uh, what we do have, though, is a ton of archaeological sites and artifacts, such as temples, statues, paintings, things like that. Uh, and this iconography tells us a great deal, but Mithraism has been difficult to decipher, to say the least. Yeah.
0: I mean, and we're, we'll get to it in a little bit, but at times in its, uh, in its history, which we'll, we're going to cover, I mean, Mithraism was con- was called the cult of Mithra and that, that secrecy, um, very small groups uh, working quietly, uh, with, with, you know, worshiping Mithra in their own way. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that in the future, but yeah, it, it
1: makes it a difficult, um, uh, religion to study. Yeah. And I, before I forget, cause I'll forget later, I just know what will, I just know, <laughs> dude, I'll just, I'll, I'll just forget. Calm
0: down, dude. You'll be okay.
1: Um, the cults in, in Roman society, oh, a dime a dozen. Right. Oh God. They're Go all over the place. Yep. You, you can't swing a dead Caesar. You can't swing a dead Caesar. Can't swing a dead Caesar without hitting a cult. Mithraism is generally considered to be of Persian origins and an outgrowth of Zoroastrianism, mm-hmm. though. Which we keep talking about doing
0: an episode. We should do an episode on Zoroastrianism someday. I don't think it's something a lot of people know
1: about, but it's, it's not. Uh, I, but we really, we yeah, we I really think we actually it, like
0: we scheduled it and did the research and then pulled the plug on. We did, yeah. yeah. We
1: we did a full reverse
0: because. It just blew our minds so much. We decided society couldn't handle
1: it. False, <laughs> no, it's I, it. It was. It's fascinating, but at the same time, completely boring. Yeah, exactly. There's there's nothing wild going on in Zarasta Town. Like if if you like mythology and ancient peoples, maybe it's up your alley. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I they, don't know. It, it's 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 just it's a it's a faith. It's a belief system
0: that people believed in and they i mean southwestern american snake handlers are more interesting
1: by a long shot i'll tell you this one thing i learned uh they they really venerated dogs dogs were a really sacred animal a lot of them being psychopomps dave psychopomps which i think is, is is man tangent which i think is interesting because i feel like Modern Middle Eastern cultures view dogs as the lowest of the low, the unclean, you know. They they call
0: Maybe it's a maybe it's a long run
1: historical reaction. Huh. I don't know. So yeah, yeah, maybe Islam comes in as like, we don't wanna I don't know. Like I don't. Maybe there is right. something to it. <laughs>
0: God. <laughs>
1: let's, let's, yeah.
0: Can can we never do the episode episode of of Zoroastrianism, Zoroastrianism
1: versus Islam? Can we never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever do that? We'll write that on the whiteboard. <laughs> um So this uh, Mithraism was an outgrowth of Zoroastrianism, though not of Zoroaster's teachings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that would make a lot more sense to you if we had done an episode on it yeah, earlier. Poor. But just hang with us here. We'll we'll. We'll get you through uh, an argument could be made for it being more of a Roman invention. Now this also, I don't want to forget about, don't let me forget uh, the, the Persian Mithraism and the Roman Mithraism. I think, I don't think I'll forget it, but I may. The name Mithra later adapted into the Greek as Mithras and in Roman. you'll see Mithras with an S yep. on the end um, a lot. Is from uh, an old Persian god of covenants, contracts, truth, cattle, and the waters.
0: Also known as Mithra of wide pastures, of the thousand ears, and oh, the yeah. myriad eyes. The lofty, the everlasting, the province ruler, the the, the spoken name,
1: <laughs> the holy. This guy's got a lot of names. Yeah, he's wearing a lot of medals. Yeah, almost as many as Smedley Butler. <laughs> That's not an inside joke folks. Go back and listen to the Business Plot episode. <laughs> Bam. Uh and he was also a member of the Pentavert, mm, almost the Ahuric triad with Ahuramazda and Apomnipat. A trinity, a, a, a triple triple aspect. It's yeah. three three gods. A of, triune. Ahuramazda was uh the the number one stunner of the, <laughs> the of Zoroastrian religion. If you think of religion Zoroastrianism in there, Ahura Mazda. That's who you think of. That's that's the number one. That's the, that's God. Um, Mithra was in there pretty much second in line, and then Apamnapat was uh, kind of like the Poseidon of this religion. Yep. Uh, but those were the the big three. And And Mithra is uh, comes from this this Persian god that name is most likely derived from the Indo-Iranian Mitra, which means that which causes to bind and uh, was a divinity of Indic culture who protected treatises, but in later Vedic texts became associated with the morning sun and in post Vedic texts, uh, stay with me if you can here <laughs> patron of friendship. <laughs> So, uh, let's summarize this hmm. early, early Vedic. He was a, uh, pr- he protected treatises and then he became associated with the morning sun. And then he later became the, the friendship God. Yeah. That's a, that's the progression. Well, I, I don't want to go through the whole thing,
0: but there's a real case to be made that he is the basis for day man <laughs> because <laughs> he's the champion of the sun Yeah. And he wants to bring freedom and friendship to everyone. Or was it? It's something, something friendship to everyone. I think that Mithra might be the historical basis M- for Daman. Mitra.
1: Mitra. Daman Mitra. See, this is how it's good started. <laughs> yeah. These debates. So, uh, this, this de- deity doesn't really have anything to do with Mithra, uh, in Persia besides the name though, that's kind of put him to the side. It's like a cousin. (laughs) They put baby in the corner. The Persian Mithra, according to the Avesta, which is the primary collection of sacred texts of Zoroastrianism, was not the god of light or the sun, as some sources claim. If anything, he was conflated with the Babylonian Shamash, who was a sun god but also a judge. Now, Mithra was. All questions of conflation aside mithra mithra was considered um a judge too he was the overseer of contracts yeah. he he people could bring their uh um, grievances to him he would he would judge that so that could be where the conflation uh started and then it ended up with mithra being a, a associated with the sun when it was really shamash in in babylon that's yeah. that's i think there's even a gosh I didn't write it down, but there's a different name for right. a, a sun god in, in Zoroastrianism. Well, you're I, I busted, mean, dude. I mean, we're we're let's, gonna just, get let's way, start over. Let's start we're over. We're going to get let's wailed over. on by our Zoroastrian listeners. Let's start over. Let's start Penalty over. Penalty box, Many claimants bitch. rally around Mithra as the best model uh, of the Jesus figure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Never
2: mind. Nothing, god. nothing,
1: nothing. Okay. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, so this conflation continued in the Hellenistic era when Apollo got in the mix. By that time, Mithras cause it's Greek yep. now because he was already confused with the sun God from, from Babylon. Then Apollo and Mithras got confused. So Mithras is driving the, the chariot of the sun across the, <laughs> and, and keep in mind, you know, this is not a hard thing to have happen. Um, these, Especially when everything's oral.
0: Exactly. That's exactly my point. These are, these are, you know, these are, these are faiths told by, uh, regional traders, they, they bring their religion with them on the road. They, they are trading with these other cultures. They're talking about their beliefs. It, it's all oral. There's no book. There's no pamphlet. There's no manual. Um, and so it, these things get mixed up so much and you, and that's where you, you I mean, that's, I don't know, that's sort of the name of the game with these things yeah. is that they mix culturally and they, they, they move to different parts of the area and that's how they get moved through trade. But it is this, the, the, this oral approach to it that means that things get confused or things. Oh, that guy sounds a little bit like Apollo. Hey, guess what? Uh, back, back East, they've got, they've got an Apollo too, but they call a Mitra. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty much the same guy. It sounds like, sounds like they got Apollo, but yeah. they call it, you know, so everyone's like, Oh, it's just like our guy, but you know, it's our guy. So yeah, they've got, they've got a different name and these things get very confused. And, 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 uh, I think that's cool though. I mean, there's a cool anthropology to that that yeah. I enjoy.
1: Yeah And um, Zoroastrianism, the the monotheistic Iranian religion slash philosophy, took took shape between uh, 1000 and 2000 BCE. You know what? I just, you know what? Uh, Zoroastrianism, they call it monotheistic. Um, That's because Ahura Mazda sat on top. Yeah. He was the guy. The the Mithra and the rest of the the deities kind of got declassified into angels,
0: right? And which is which is weird because by that uh, by that rule, then um, the Greek pantheon is is monotheistic with Zeus at the top, and then everyone else is just kind of bickering. And you know what I mean? Like,
1: well, mm, yes and no. I I don't think the Greek gods got declassified as angels. Angel. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Sort of semi divine. They they were all
0: still. They never got demoted, no matter how much weird sh they got into. And bored
1: did they? <laughs> they sure they did. They sure do. So sorry about that. Uh, but Mithraism as a cult took shape around the third century BCE after Zoroastrianism had been reformed in the seventh century by Zarath- Zarathustra. Um, I'm sorry that uh, that this is. <laughs> I'm sorry for this.
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean I would much rather, you know, we get through the factual data than make some gigantic mistake
1: about it cuz this is, you know. It's just there's no frame of reference for any of this, is there? I'm, i that's that's why we need a um a Zoroastrianism episode, I guess. <laughs> But who will want to listen? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. you know what? We can't now because we're going to cover enough of it in this one that we couldn't even <laughs> <laughs> wink. He just did it <laughs> Enjoy your toofer
1: <laughs> so uh it was reformed in the seventh century by Zarathustra, making Ahuramazda supreme god of goodness, and the god al the ultimate embodiment of evil, and all other gods brushed off to immortals slash adored ones slash angels i i I guess i thought about that as i was writing well anyway uh however being regarded as second most powerful and uh, a mediator between ahura mazda and and man cults sprang up to worship mithra and he became a dashing holy being of protection hello i'm mithra hi i'm (laughs) mithra (laughs) nice to meet you do you need a contract verified care to dance would you like your pasture watched over (laughs) i'm great with cattle i'm mithra (laughs) i should get sick every episode
0: yeah you should
1: it's really lending itself it's worth it (laughs) it's the only way i feel pretty He, uh, Mithra, was omniscient, good-looking, strong, wise, and always left the toilet seat down. Mm-hmm. Uh, while not the deity of the sun, as we have uh, already said, he presided over its light. This figure was adopted. Which a weird way
0: to split a hair.
1: Ooh, sure, yeah. What if, I mean, it's like, what if
0: I, Flora, you and I are going to split being in charge of the sun. Um, I'm in charge of the light, and you're
1: in charge of everything else. <laughs> I, i'm making the the, the light wind. happen, and you're
0: a gravity well I yeah. <laughs> solar w- solar wind that's all you bro it's all you fission reaction <laughs> yeah it's your job and try to keep the sunspots to a minimum okay yeah let's let's watch that corona
1: buddy <laughs> <laughs> well i enjoy a corona <laughs> the, over the light this figure the the one who presided of the light, the good-looking guy. He was adopted by the Greeks and called Mithras, which we said, uh, and first identified with the sun god Helios.
0: Hey, I do know that guy's name. Yeah.
1: he He's uh, the actual chariot driver, right? Yep. Apollo's not. See, now I'm conflating it. Jeez Louise. To Mithra.
0: Mithra. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to put some energy into this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's...
1: I blame myself <laughs> during the first century BCE and into CE Roman military campaigns brought the ideas of Mithraic cults back from the front lines Yeah, and Mithraism began to gain popularity with soldiers from Germanic territories to Spain, even up to Hadrian's wall. I
0: told you them that those cults would come back, and now we have arrived at that moment, the moment that I told you about. Well, that's here right now. What's happening right now is the thing I told you about then. Then has become now. <laughs> Ready for more?
1: <laughs> <laughs> when will then be now? Soon. Now, the,
0: the Roman uh, cult of, uh, of Mithras they had a couple of weird things. First of all, men only. No, thanks, ladies. Men only. Um, their meetings always took place in underground caves. Underground caves. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, oh, my. And the other interesting thing is that the cult of Mithras, These, these um, archaeologically, they didn't start finding these caves because the other, the other interesting thing that all these caves had a relief plaque of, of Mithras slaying the bull. Oh. And um, these things didn't start showing up until the very end of the first century. So these, these two religions were very much uh, co cohabiting. Um You had the, the early, the rise of early Christianity at the same time that the cult of Mithras was really picking up speed. Um, so to, to, to say, as far as the Roman cult, and I have to be very clear about that. As far as the Roman cult, this is very much a contemporary alternative religion at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these two, these two religious systems are, are, are happening at th- th- the same time. Different you know different uh, temples, different worship things I
1: mean, and, and Christianity's a cult as well at
0: this yeah, time. exactly yeah, this is this is also an underground cult. This is the time um, you know where the the ichthus, the fish symbol is used because that was the way you identified other Christians. A person would would mark out on the ground one arc. and if you were cool, if you were down and not a cop. You would make not the, some sort of narc. You would make the inverse arc that would make the fish, the ichthus. And so again, you know, the, these are both for different reasons. The the Christians being actively persecuted, and the uh, the Mithras, uh, the cult of Mithras, by its own volition, saying we are a secret organization, we are a secret society. We meet in caves underground, and there are seven. There are seven levels to mm-hmm. the order that you could go through, um, and all of it harkens back into what we've discussed a million times, all these secret orders of, of 19th century England. Um, There's a lot of those sorts of things happening um, in, in the Roman architecture as well. Yeah. Yeah. When I say architecture, I mean of like the, the organization of the Roman legions and the armies and things like that. Societal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Judaism was already uh, hopping at this time.
0: Well-established,
1: long suffering. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was tolerated, uh, Mm-hmm. in the Rome, in Roman society, uh, better than tolerated. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, I mean they, the, there was, uh, it was there. I, I read some really interesting things about this that at the time, uh, Judaism was much more evangelical at, than it is now. People would stand on street corners and, and proclaim the faith of Judaism. Um, people were, you could be very respected. There wasn't, uh, it was, it was actually a very prosperous time. For for Jewish people uh, mm-hmm. in the Roman Empire, it they, they was it was easy for them to to integrate with Roman society, and and it was a yeah, it was not a, to
1: say that they were uh, becoming um, aristocrats in the in in the Roman society. I think they they still had a hard road to hoe, though. Right? I mean, well, only I mean, very few could rise to.
0: It's very hard. It's hard to say because of how big the Roman empire was chronologically, but there were times when, yes, there were Jewish aristocrats and there were, you know, it's, it's, it's such a long amount of time. You can't say, oh, in Roman times, everything was great. But there were times in, in, in the Roman empire where actually, uh, where Jewish people could rise very prominently. Um, and there were times, and again, you know, I don't have to tell you even just like the, the cursory blush of history, Things change a lot when emperors change. That's true. You know, so that is so true. You, you, it's it's like the weather, you know. Sometimes it's a, it's a good time to to be in an underground <laughs> Mithras cult. Sometimes, you know, stocks and Judaism are on the rise. You know, it's <laughs> it's a tough thing to call. And, um, and sometimes even the, the 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 Roman emperor declares himself to be a Christian and then it's great. And then sometimes he's like, "Hey, who wants to fight lions?" You know, like it. It really, it's a tough, tough thing to to really put one pin in and say, "Oh, this is how it was."
1: Very true. If you want to, if you want a good look at it, I think uh, the the HBO series Rome handles the view on on uh, Jews at that time very well. I guess I've never seen it. I don't know nothing about it. Oh man, you you should see it. Is that the one with Zena? Well done. Is that the one with Zena? No, that's you're thinking of Spartacus. Oh. Which is I haven't seen that one either, but stars, I think. I just like Xena. Uh you'll get to see a lot of Xena if you watch it. Okay. You'll get to see a lot of Xena. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, it's like that. Sweet. Yeah, for a long time. all
0: right, it's time for puns.
1: No listener mail today. Yeah. Nutshell gotta go. But um, yeah, one of the characters, one of the main characters, well, like secondary characters on Rome is is Jewish, and and there's uh, some plot lines that that come up where it's there's like an uh, an uprising uh, in there. And I, I won't spoil anything, but it's it's neat. It's it's neat to see.
0: It happened two thousand years ago. If you haven't heard of it by now, there's no spoilers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, other other stuff was was cults of this time. There, there's a lot of a lot of cults springing up. Every everybody's trying to to be top dog you know they're, mm-hmm. they're
0: and even even within a single religious ideology
1: there are innumerable subcults, and right. you know it's i really wonder what it was like like did the because myth the the mithra cults in rome in in the empire because it, it everyone was so local it wasn't a whole overarching like Uh, Church, you know, oh, I'm I'm part of Mithra. Hi, you know, Gaul Mithra guy. Uh, Hi, Rome Mithra guy. Yeah. Hi, Sicily Mithra guy. It was like everything, every locality had their own type uh, of way they they practiced and viewed Mithraism. Yeah. And I didn't see anything that suggested that there was
0: a larger overarching organization to it. I think that these were all very individual cells. And I don't think... From, and again, I, you know, I, from what I read and everything, all the research I did, I didn't see at any point where like, oh, but when the, when the legions came back to Rome, they'd all get together in the big hall of Mithra and hang out. The, I think that these were, these were semi or entirely permanently isolated cells as it were mm-hmm. of, of very, and, and I, and I, especially, um, I mean, the, the cult of Mithras was very, very prevalent in the Roman army. And I can even see that within, you know, in the legions Uh, an unintentional but still military structure to it Mm -hmm. these are all military guys that's a that's a format that that fits well with them and if if my unit has this belief and this is what we do we're not going to run around to other units and talk to them about it and when you have and just like um you know so many other organizations to follow but there is a rank involved Mm -hmm. there are the seven the seven uh different positions you can achieve within the the order and so there, there's a rank within a military organization, you know, like all of those things say, Hey, we're inclusive. We're, we're not looking to go find, I'm sorry, we're exclusive. We we're, were not looking to find anybody else. We don't want to high five the other myth rights. We, right. Right. We
1: just do it the way we do it. And, and I wonder how that is as, as an early cult that may grow into a religion, you know, it's in that infant stage of, of what a religion is. Did, did, it, was there anybody that wanted it to, or did they even know that that could be possible or were they just concentrated on their locality and like, this yeah. is, this is us. This is how we're worshiping. This is, we're happy. You know, like it's, it's weird to think of that. Uh, and Christianity was the same way, mm-hmm. exact same way. I mean, like, I think uh, this is, this is something that um, might be worth looking into in the future, but wasn't the, essenes and the gnostics weren't they sort of the same way they were kind of branches of christianity that taught their own or, or had their own uh books their their own scripture
0: yeah and there were there were so many of them and we've talked about the council of nicaea in the past you know, right like, right until someone sat down and said okie dokie here's the bible <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is you you're in. Yeah. You you're out. Not yeah, the so not fast dragon no, no. fighting Jesus.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Gospel according to Thomas no. Yeah. No. No. So, we already have a four. <laughs> we don't need
0: a fifth. So yeah, there's there was a lot of that, that that brought it all back together again because there were so many uh departures, I guess is a good way to say that, as good as any. But the um the the interesting thing though to christianity and and i don't know off the top of my head pre assembly of the bible or post but i mean the the current i mean the 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 modern christianity is i guess what i would define as post council of nicaea right um it has that built in and we've talked about this before um mimetic idea of of expansion of go forth and share the good news um, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Go out and tell your neighbor. You get this guy in. Bring people in. The the, the Mithraic cult had none of that.
1: They were no, like, don't tell anybody. That's why they were a mystery cult. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. You know, like, and so there are some really powerful differences in their organization that the 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 cult of Mithras, like, you know, you don't stand on the street corner and tell everybody about it. Like, we'll we'll call you. That's what their <laughs> official motto
1: was. <laughs> as you mentioned they worshiped in these small ca- caves for for lack of yeah. a better term but it was they were th- they had small temples called Mithraea mm-hmm. which they built they were they were just little rectangular subterranean chambers and they were intended to imitate an image of the cosmos apparently that's most of the stuff that that we're drawing from is uh the leading theories since we don't have writings, yeah, all the time we've got all this iconography, uh, scholars have pulled these these ideas. If you're if you're in that.
0: the cult of Mithras and we're f-ing this up, please send us an email, <laughs>
1: yeah. invite us sure, in. Sure, please do. <laughs> I'd like to know if Mithraism is still <laughs> out there. <laughs> It'd be awesome. In the Mithrea, an aisle ran lengthwise down the center, with a stone bench on either side of it. And it could hold, usually they could hold about 20 to 30 people at a time. And at the back end of the aisle was usually a carving, statue, or painting of the central icon of Mithraism, which you've already mentioned, the toroctony. Yeah. Or the bull slaying scene. In it, Mithra is shown killing a bull with a dog and snake lapping the bull's blood, a scorpion stinging its rear, sometimes its balls. Oh, come on. And a raven. I never read Seated that. nearby.
0: Oh, 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 no, no, no. Also, uh, uh, there's a scorpion. What is it going to sting him? Of course it's going to sting him, but where? I don't know, like the face. Yeah, let's put it on the face. Nah, no, there's I'm, too much there, dude. Yeah, there's too it's much the redness. Yeah, right there's, now. it's really busy. You got up the there. dog
1: and the knife. What,
0: is the... He gonna, what are you going to sting him in the hoof?
1: No. Wait a minute. I got it. Oh, you. F- are you kidding me? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. my God. He's going to get stuck in the balls. Wait, wait, wait. Check this out. Ching, 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 yeah. ching, 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 oh, oh, ching, ching. Oh, 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 oh. Right in the huevos. <laughs> no way.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when
1: you have a cult that's all men. <laughs>
2: right. yeah.
1: there's, right? no, there's nobody moderating that sort of thought process. <laughs> I was... I listened to one podcast where the guy was like, "Yeah," and the, and the scorpion was was stinging the the testicles of the bull. And the 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 guy who was whose podcast it was or whatever, he was like, "Wait a minute, he was stinging the testicles? What is that what what is what iconography does that entail? Like, what yeah. does that mean?" The guy's like, "I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
0: I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's just it's just real bad to be the bull. That's the moral of the <laughs> story: right. is
1: you don't want to be the bull." Uh Mithraea were found all over the empire, mostly in Rome. But like we said, there's been some even found in Britain. Yeah. And from the first to fourth century CE, Roman Mithraism was popular as a semi unrecognized cult. Having, I recognized it. I saw it at a bus stop. Having <laughs> You thought you did. Having evolved into its own mystery religion with new and distinctive imagery, uh separate from the Persian. Yeah. Let let's say the Persian Mithraism. Uh, Mithra and other gods eventually melded into the Roman soul, or sometimes you'll hear soul invictus, which is the unconquered sun. A lot of them kind of blended into this one idea of a of a deity that was based on the sun, that it would it, it had you know, it was the sun, you can't you can't put it down. Can't argue it. Can't, can't do anything. And as Christianity became tolerated and then later accepted with uh, Constantine, mm-hmm. uh, most cults or, or quote unquote pagan religions were snuffed out by force. Yeah. Uh, think of it as Constantine. This is what you were saying. Yeah. W- with um, the, the winds of change are um, farted out by Caesars. So there you go. <laughs> uh, bumper, bumper sticker. sticker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, Constantine came in. He said, "You know what? You you know who's pretty cool? Them Christians. Let's all do it. You know how cool they are. Kill
0: everyone else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Give them a chance to convert. Yeah. If they won't do it, but we both know you're gonna end up killing them. You're gonna kill them. You're gonna kill. Them.
0: You're gonna like the way they die. I guarantee
1: you. <laughs> I can. I can yeah, do that you voice. Really get in there. I can <laughs> do that voice this episode." <laughs> We're doing a two-episode oh, run right. today. Where you're going to get double this. Yeah, you are. Uh, as you said, cult was limited to men, which probably shot itself in the foot. <laughs> Consisted overwhelmingly of those who were not quite poor, but not elite. Although, there are some cases where some of the Caesars in the ruling class did kind of like dabble in it.
0: Uh, what's with the economic middle ground sausage party? Where are the girls? Oh, no, no, no. Not only are we economically bland, there'll be no ladies here. <laughs> and it's in a hole in the ground. Come in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we got scorpions. <laughs> with bull balls. Hey, did you see this picture over here?
0: <laughs> Look at a bull getting it. He's getting
1: it. <laughs> you, know what, you want to know what that means? Get initiated. <laughs> yeah. In the Mithraea, members partook of a cult meal, uh, which was a ritual memorial of a feast mithra shared with the sun or uh helios if you want to go the greek route i've got the list of the ranks yeah let's, not a secret anymore yeah <laughs> they we've we've sussed it out let's get them ranks going yeah how about how about the ranks what what can you achieve in the cult of mithra
0: all right so say say that uh i'm, I'm a hardworking legionnaire you're a hard-working legionnaire maybe even a centurion if i'm really good at it Ooh, but not a cylon and uh <laughs> And, you know, my you my buddy, Abraxas, says to me, Oiden, I, Oiden, hey, you look like you're having a lot of problems. And I'm like, I sure am. Have you thought about God? And I was like, yeah, but which one? And he goes, maybe I have the answers. Listen, I'm going to draw you a quick picture. Scribble, scribble, scribble. <laughs> What's happening to that bull's balls? <laughs> Shh. You can find
1: out more. <laughs>
0: And he's like, okay, I would like to find out more. <clears throat> so then he's like, great, I'm now a Corax
1: Flora, which is a Raven level one, the Raven level one Corax. Dun dun
0: dun dun
1: the And the thing with all these is all members were apparently expected to progress through the first four ranks, while only a few would go on to the three higher. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. Level two. nymphis nymphis
0: I'm going to pretend it. Do you remember that old Nintendo game Kung Fu? It was
1: like uh, one yes. The, one of the very
0: first ones. It was, it was terrible, wasn't it? Oh, it was great. And the, yeah, you just punch guys, and every <laughs> now and then the, be, the the big boss would laugh at you and go... <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. Did you? How far did you get in that? I never made it past the first level. Oh, it I was like it. a swinging gu- guillotine at one point or something, right?
0: uh no. You're or a pendulum. If or you if you get way up there, I mean, like the hard thing is like there's the the little midgets that run up and get you, and then there's uh the flying like vases that have snakes in them or something. <laughs> Then there's like the wizard, which was backflips or
1: some jazz. Wow. I, I don't
0: remember it very well, but I remember, I don't think I ever beat it, but I got up there. It's a I tough was, one.
1: Yeah. As those early games were. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, so the second one. Nymphus. Nymphus, which uh, I, I've seen it a couple ways, but you can translate it as bride or maybe bridesman. Yeah, I've and, seen. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, if you translated it as bride, everyone's going to feel like, oh, what kind of cult am I entering into? Right. Like, and I want to go kind, back to Korax, And what kind of cult is going to be entering into me? Oh,
1: <laughs> no, no. It's hazing.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, these guys are soldiers. They're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> They're Roman. <roaming. laughs> right, hell if I know. Well, it's not my job to figure it out. Is it? Maybe a little.
1: I don't know. Level Duke? three. <laughs> Level
0: <laughs> three. Miles. Hello. I'm Miles.
1: And I'm also known as the soldier. I think uh, I think they pronounced it Milays. I'm calling it Miles. But it's spelled Miles. miles <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to help. <laughs> yeah, try harder. <laughs> then you'll call me a try-hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's I think a good I know that try hard. <laughs> I think I know that. From uh, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum because one of the characters in there is Miles Gloriosus, and he's like the big soldier guy. All right, Miles, you win. Jeez, oh, f- jeez, f- f- Mithra,
0: level M- four,
1: Mithra the Christ,
0: the l- <laughs> <laughs> Why Mithra Christ, that? dude, come on, uh, level four of the of the you know the the average ranks. Yeah, this, this is the highest one that the normal person can achieve. Yeah, any any Laertes, Jim Jab, and Xerxes can get to this one. Uh, this was Leo, which also is the lion, if you didn't get that.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Are you sure it's not Le- Leo? Le- Le- Leo? Leo? Listen, dude, if you want a penalty box, I'll give it to you. <laughs> oh. Trying to save your ass from litigation. Yeah. Well,
0: nothing can. I can't save myself. No one can save me. I'm a recidivist. All right. So so now, now you're you're one of the elite of the elite. You said no, I'm a career Mithra That's how important this is to me. I want to go above and beyond. Mith- yeah. Mithrician. Mithrician, yeah. Leo <laughs> is great. It's awesome. But I think I think I'm that rare guy that can make it all the way to the rank of Percy's the Persian. The Persian. Fifth yeah. rank. Fifth rank. Rank five, Percy's the Persian. But you don't want to stop there. No, you don't. Of course not. You are ambitious. You. The only reason you decided to exceed rank four is so that you could attain rank seven. But to get to rank seven, buddy, you got to go through rank six. Like everybody. Like everybody. And that means you're going to go through Heliodromus, the Sun Courier. Ooh. Heliodromus. That's my favorite. Yeah. I would stop there. It's a it's a cool title. It is. It's a really cool title. It yeah. should have saved it for the end. But they didn't. They didn't. It seems like it should be seven.
1: Yeah. Uh, The
0: sun god, sun courier. If if you're running messages for the sun. That's true. Sun. But that's not how they did it, because they do what they want. Instead, rank seven is ball stinger. You are the stinger of balls. and You have a little thin stick with a thorn on the end of it, and you just walk around, just whap, whap,
1: (laughs) tag, tag.
0: What are you going to do? Rank seven. Whap. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rank seven is Potter. Pater. The, the, right. the father. Pater. The pater familias.
1: <laughs> I got rights. The
0: fodder. That's right. Father. Which makes sense. Ball stinger would be way more fun. but father. And Heliodromus is just the coolest.
1: <laughs> uh, nope. You're the father. Uh, <laughs> You're papa. Spheris stingus.
0: <laughs> I love it when you call me big pop.
1: That's the seven. That's the seven ranks. The new initiate became a korax, while the Leo was an adept. The titles of the first four ranks suggest the possibility that advancement through the ranks was based on introspection and spiritual growth. Yeah. So you really had to look inside yourself if you wanted to get a heliodaroma.
0: Yeah. And you know what? You know one thing that really pissed everybody off is like once once a guy getting goes. tagged in the balls by his. <laughs> oh, that's just it. Once once a guy goes Percy's, like he he's like, guys, stop. It's just really, really immature for you to joke about the stinging bull balls. And they're like, <laughs> really? That's hilarious. Yeah. Are you really? You're going to try to be above it? Guys, it's, it's about a bull that's getting tortured. Try not to. Could we just be adults? And you're like, man, f- those ranks. <laughs> so wait. The weight. You're trying way. to tell me that to become an advanced initiate, I have to stop laughing at this tortured bull's ball? Man,
1: man you, you can, can keep, keep your m- cult.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, Ice-T. So, so that's a little bit about Mithraism itself. So what are the claimed similarities. Yeah. What does this have to do with Jesus the Christ? <laughs> let's do this.
0: Let's get in the arena.
1: Let's 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 slug this out. Let them hose fight. Right. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Here, here's a quick list the the hot billboard hot hot chart that says Mithra and Jesus are the same. Here's what you'll hear often. Mithras preceded Christianity by roughly 600 years. Mithras was born of a virgin on December 25th. He was considered a great teacher and had 12 disciples. Uh, Mithras also performed miracles. Mithras was called the good shepherd, the way, the truth, and the light, redeemer, savior, and Messiah. He was called a lot of things. He was buried in a tomb, and after three days, he rose again, and his resurrection was celebrated every year. Wow. With choking candy crosses. (laughs) Mithraism had a Eucharist, or Lord's Supper, that involved consecrated bread and wine. Heyo. And their initiation ceremonies included a baptism to remove sins. There are um, a lot more that are claimed, have been claimed. Uh, between Mithras and Jesus, these are the ones we're going to hit. Yeah, good for time.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good. I mean, believe me, that's. I mean, that's twice as long. It's twice as
1: many things that we, as we need to just to to get through this. That's right. Uh, so let's start at the top. Uh, Mithras preceded Christianity by roughly 600 years. This, from the research I did, I'm going to say this is true. Mithraism preceded Christianity by almost 2,000 years. It evolved as it grew and gained popularity in the first century CE until Constantine said Christianity was okay. And the emperor Theodosius issued anti-pagan decrees in the late fourth century. I think you can argue which mithraism you want to, you want to send into the fight.
0: Yeah. It's not just, uh, yeah. the, The hard thing is when you have, uh, any belief system that's been around for that long, there's you're not just dealing with a monolithic. This is Mithraism. There's a lot of right versions. But as
1: we went through the idea of, of this central figure Mithra um, definitely came uh, early on in one of the oldest religions and one of the oldest, uh, uh, and you can even say monotheistic religions. I think even with all the evolving and branches, I think you can say yes uh, this figure did precede uh, the Christ figure, the, the Jesus oh, figure. Yeah. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Let's move on to the second one. Mithras was born of a virgin on December 25th. I'm calling this one mostly false. Yep, yep. Uh, there are conflicting stories of Mithras' birth, one being he was born of the goddess Anahita, the goddess of water, fertility, and wisdom. Anahita was said to have conceived Mithras from the seed of Zarathustra preserved in the waters of Lake Hamun in the Persian province of Sistan. Wow. That's, <laughs> That's what it that sounded like. We're jazz. The, <laughs> the name Anahita can be translated as immaculate or pure. However, could not find a credible source for that story. You didn't believe me, bro. You don't think I'm credible. I told you that story myself. Cool story, bro, but... <laughs> cited? No. Oh, The other account comes from interpretations of art and artifacts showing Mithra emerging from rock in a cave or egg-shaped structure, sometimes with a snake wrapped around it. He is an adult. He's naked and wearing only a soft, bent hat called a Phrygian cap.
0: Oh, I've got the Phrygian cap in Diablo. It's like... Uh it plus extra dexterity and
1: uh, see you know <laughs> you know everything about Diablo, but it sounds like you're making everything up. <laughs> everything that's coming out of your mouth says fake as shit. Why?
2: What?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe that's my that's my my curse that uh, I can. I know what I'm talking about, but it sounds like I'm lying all the time. Oh man! I spent the entirety of April first, April Fool's Day, doing the worst April Fools I could to people. Just like was like, um, hey, um, did you did you you see that that um tow tow truck was like towing your car, and I was like, hold on, I'll go get the person, and then he's like, no, <laughs> and everyone was like. That is the worst April Fools. I was like, I win. <laughs> I was just trying to do really crappy April Fools all
1: day. <laughs> Jeez, not popular. <laughs> <I'm> not popular <laughs> where I work. It's he's lying. <laughs> um, there's uh, there's the Gospel of, of Thomas, which was not included in the Council of Nicaea. That that said, Jesus was born in a cave. Actually, yeah.
0: is, is Thomas the the is the Book of Thomas? Is that the no? It wasn't. It was. Uh,
1: Trying to,
0: I'm trying to think of the book that had Jesus fighting the dragon that was left out.
1: Mm-hmm. Enoch, maybe? Yeah, I think you're right. I think or it was Enoch. Maybe it was Jubilee. Uh, <laughs> the date is false for both. Boom. For both. Ain't no one got claimed a December 25th. No, a festival celebrating Soul Invictus was celebrated on the 25th and was adopted by, or maybe swept up, cult beliefs at the time. We've talked about that. Yep not soul invictus, but how, how you do when you need to convert the pagans. Yep. You slurp up their beliefs and call them your own and then switcheroo. Bagoom. Uh how about the third one, Dave? He was considered a great teacher and had twelve disciples. Well, you're half right. Yeah, we got we got mixed mixed opinions on this one. Yeah. It could be true, could be false, some of it the, some of it not. The disciple question, which is a little easier to get to
0: there's some confusion there regarding disciples, but also uh, in Zoroastrianism, the Zodiac Mm. and the 12 signs of the Zodiac, but is a part of the, you know, the, uh, uh, the signs of the Zodiac. I mean, even, even the, (laughs) even our poor beleaguered bull (laughs) was considered to be, you know, a a representation of Perseus slaying um, Taurus Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. Thus the name
1: Tauroctony. Boosh. Boosh. Yeah. Mithra, he wasn't a, a traveling teacher like Jesus, like Jesus, but was considered a judge. He was wise and just, mm-hmm. and people could come to him in love to invoke help, healing, sanctification, etc. And yeah, it was it was believed he was surrounded by the 12 signs of the Zodiac, which were popular in Zoroastrianism, though that's still just a theory. In fact, it's been argued that the Turoctony is a representation of of constellations that were prevalent in the time of Mithra's popularity. Mithra is seen as Perseus, Perseus from Greek myth, uh, the dude who, slay, who slew Medusa. Uh, Mark Ham- uh not Mark Hamill, Harry Hamlin. Harry Hamlin, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And uh, it's show- he's shown killing the bull Taurus as the constellations re- replaced each other in the sky. See, every... 2,160 years, the equinoxes moved through one zodiacal constellation. We may have mentioned this in one of the um, ooh, Apocalypse episodes.
0: I may have mentioned it during the Young episode. Hell if I'll ever know.
1: <laughs> uh, the Age of Aries began around 2000 BCE, replacing the Age of Taurus. And this is theorized to be the basis of the Tauroctony. During the Age of Taurus, the celestial equator passed through Taurus the Bull which was the spring equinox of that, of that epoch. Canis Minor, the dog, Hydra, the snake, Corvus, the raven, and Scorpio, the scorpion. Corvus. All present in the Toroctony. Yep. The thought is that Mithra had the power to move the cosmos. Jesus' twelve disciples may have been the physical representations of the twelve tribes of Israel, and the number twelve represented divine authority and completeness. Other cultures held twelve in esteem, though
0: for example,
1: for example
0: how about the uh the twelve uh, nindanas of Buddhism, the uh, twelve main god, gods and goddesses of Greek mythology, really? twelve labors of Hercules Her- Hercules, Hercules, and the universal completeness of the twelve pack these are this is how societies build themselves around the number twelve,
1: so uh, in a way that's
0: it 's kind of a wash. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more than a coincidence, yeah. but the two aren't really related. It was just um, in, in Mediterranean cultures, the number twelve carried a lot of power, right? And, and people would
1: would build things out of that, and not every non-Mediterranean culture had twelve as a yeah, uh, you know. So it's it you it can go both ways in the argument you, that that twelve was important in some cultures. But I think you can argue twelve was just another number in in other cultures. Exactly. You know? like, I don't. I, nobody's really gaining a foothold in in this argument. Yeah. So let's uh, let's just keep going. How about uh, the claim that Mithras was called the Good Shepherd, the Way, the Truth, and the Light, Redeemer, Savior, Methia? He's from Barcelona. The Barcelona <laughs> Methia. <laughs> Hola. this is mostly false mithra had a lot of titles and redeemer savior was among them both religions were redemptive but those exact titles probably came from scholars seeking to draw parallels
0: well a bit also i mean when you're when you're the the central deity or or i guess Uh, what would you call that terrestrial avatar? The, the earthbound aspect of a God or whatever you are. I mean, the CEO of every country of every company is the CEO. It doesn't mean they're all the same guy. It's Mm -hmm. a, you know, like if you're, if you're the the top dog in your religion, people will refer to you as their, their savior as, you know, as, as all those things, you will be praised similarly because you hold that position. I don't, I think that I'm sure it's totally true that they were both called all those things. And that, that doesn't, doesn't mean they're the same thing <laughs> yeah
1: yeah true uh how about mithras also performed miracles yep what do you think of that one what do you
0: i think he did i think he did if you're if you i mean you got into my head you got you got me backed into a corner here i'm gonna come out swinging and i'm gonna say yes he did
1: yeah yeah i i say true to this one and there is art depicting what has come to be known as the water miracle where mithra fired a bolt into a rock and causing it to gush water. Magic missile. <laughs> it's a uh that sounds like a common miracle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But uh doesn't mean it wasn't a miracle to them. Uh eh, sticky sticky. But yes, I I think if you're a deified figure, you're probably performing miracles or there's there's yeah. stories about it. And I don't think that's exclusive to any one deity
0: no no and as a matter of fact that's the hallmark of a deity that he has to do something extraordinary otherwise he's just a dude with a story (laughs) now flora speaking of dudes with stories what about um, the resurrection story
1: oh where he was buried and, and resurrected
0: after three days in a tomb yes specifically he said because it's easter times
1: uh, this one I'm gonna go ahead and say false. Oh, nine geist, nine geist, Mithra didn't die per se, but was taken up to heaven in a flaming chariot, more akin to Elijah than Jesus. Or the end of Greece. Or the end of Greece.
0: Remember, where they get inside the weird flying clear oh. with the hot rod that just inexplicably just launches into the air. <laughs> It's it's somebody what love does to you there's no one who has ever said F- it louder harder or meant it more than the guy writing that screenplay <laughs> how do we end i don't know i uh <laughs> magic
1: hot rod yeah they they just fly into <laughs> the, the sky fly off until <laughs> we're done we're we done here okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, eh, this one. This one's. I, I didn't find anything that said um, Mithra was. I mean, crucified's even been thrown out there, right? Um, no, no tomb, no uh, resurrection. Uh, there, there is maybe the the parallel of being born again every year out of the rock as as like a ritual that he was uh, from his first birth, mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, that one's that one's a little weird super weird but that's not to say that uh resurrection of a god was not a a common thing yeah that, that's a very common theme that was uh, found in a lot of the uh, old religions in in egyptian uh religion is often thrown around uh horus being a uh, a christ-like figure for them that's an often mm-hmm. one that's also bandied about with um who jesus actually was or came from Um, different, uh, again, a different resurrection story, uh, different aspects here and there, but all coming down to the same, like, oh, died um, either saving humanity or for humanity or or for the greater good, and then brought back to life and rules for greater gooder. For greater gooder. How about Mithraism had a Eucharist or Lord's Supper that involved consecrated bread and wine. This is true-ish Ish, in a way. There were feasts to recreate Mithra's last meal with Helios before ascending into heaven, uh, but a do this in remembrance of me was not a, a part of that. That can yep. be verified anyway. You don't get, uh, take this bread, uh, it is my body, and put it in your mouth. Or the the, the wine. I think they had all, all kinds of food. I think it was just a, a, a feast. Yeah. I don't know that anything was particularly...
0: And when you look at... I mean, like find a religion that doesn't have a celebratory feast in it.
1: Well, right. Well, well, yeah. well, I mean, you're starting to get the hang of it, uh, I think, at this point, right? Final one that we got here. their initiation ceremonies included a baptism to remove sins. This one may be true. Maybe. The early Christian writer Tertullian wrote that Mithrists honored the gods by washings and sprinkling water around. This may have been part of the initiation rites of new members to begin worship clean and free of sin. I think that is uh, verified. I don't, I don't know that it would be like, where I'm, I'm taking all your sins, humanity, and, and I'm uh, now absolving you of, of everything. Yeah. But uh, a, a baptism in, in some form or another, yes, to cleanse oneself. There was also apparently depictions of uh bulls being sacrificed and the blood washing over uh people in a a, a baptismal rite that the Caesars did that too yeah I mean, that that's not a, an uncommon thing at the time the blood of of bulls um in in sacrifices were was Considered uh, powerful,
0: yeah. They and and, and the, Mithras just can't can't leave that damn bull alone anyway. <laughs> no, that bull's screwed. It's like it's like the opposite of Hinduism. <laughs> you, the bull is the least sacred thing you can find. Yeah.
1: Eh. There's so a bull. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all seen that bull already? <laughs> uh, as for uh, Krishna, Buddha, Horus, Zoroaster, Attis. Uh, Dionysus, all those guys, they all have about the same similarities yeah. in one way or another, though none of them have exact characterization as uh, Jesus. Yep. And and for a lot of them, uh, chronologically, there's such a huge gaps between them. and. Yeah. Um, my opinion, was Jesus an exact copy of a mythological figure? No. Nope. Were certain traits and ideas from other mythological figures an influence to early Christian writers and worshipers? I'd have to say yes. I, you know, I, I have a hard
0: time with them because it's when you say if it was influential, that that makes it seem very linear, but just culturally people had a lot of very similar ideas. I don't necessarily think anyone was saying, Oh, well this is, uh, you know, I heard about this Mithras guy, this guy, this guy Mithra must be, this guy must be like Mithra and we'll give him these things. But I think so many, like what we just talked about, so many um, religions and uh, belief systems had so many overlapping ideas or reactions from people that weren't necessarily uh, linear. It's not like the people weren't saying, Oh, we'll take this from this one and we'll take this from this. Right.
1: Right. Right. but the idea of resurrection or an uh, um, absolvement of, of sins. Exactly. Yeah. These were just common,
0: humans. common themes almost in, right. in what people were looking for in, in a God, in a, in a religion. So I don't, I don't know if it's as linear as saying that it was influenced by them as so much as it was influenced by the prevailing culture at the time.
1: So, so you're the difference to you is that this came first. So that's where the next thing came from, as opposed to a, uh, all these ideas had been mixing around in history and right. Yeah. At I the think, end of it.
0: Exactly. I think everyone, there was kind of like a common pool of things that people were pulling out of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, um, something, something for people to band together with a, a fraternity, a common commonality. Yeah. And it also, a community. You,
0: you can also bring it right back to what we talked at the beginning. Um, keep in mind that all these, all these ideas are moved primarily either by marching armies or by, uh, Uh, merchants. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone there's, there's, there's language discrepancies. There's things that are there. Everything, every story gets changed as it moves along. And so what you end up with is just sort of kind of this, this, this commonality in the center of, of all trade, which at the, you know, at the time we're dealing with is Rome. Um, In the center of the Roman empire, you have all these ideas and they're all kind of rendering into one general idea. And then people are sort of taking things back out of that particular
1: penny jar for their own beliefs. Sure. Well, you know. I think as as you hear new ideas, if if it's not in your religion and it sounds good, then aren't you going to want to find a way to make it, <laughs> right. to include it?
0: Yeah. And, 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 and I don't think anyone goes as, as directly as to say, that's a good idea. Plug it in. But, right, right. But they like that idea. So the next time they tell the story, maybe something maybe in little. that yeah it gets added in and, and whoever's the best storyteller wins. Yeah. And I whoever
1: has the sharpest sword also wins. Yeah. That also counts. Many claims for similarity uh, emerged hundreds of years after the New Testament began to be written. That's that's one thing that um, defenders of uh, Jesus the Christ uh, will will say, not that Christianity borrowed from Mithraism, but Mithraism borrowed retroactively from Christianity. Uh, the thought is that scholars have gone back and, and people who are uh, just straight up, Whole atheists uh-huh. uh, are are saying no. All all of your ideas were stolen from from Mithra, right? And I, I can pre- it's it's kind of a circular logic thing. Yeah, you know?
0: it's, it's it's and it's yeah, it's just as distasteful as the
1: is the counter argument, you know. Yeah, that, that- which is why you know when we go through a list like that and and you yeah. you break it down, yeah, none, a lot of that doesn't make sense. It's just some stum- sometimes straight up false claims. Uh, you got to look into it, but you but you can't ignore. The, the cultures of the time, the no, the ideas exactly. that are floating around.
0: And when you're looking at two to 4,000 year old belief systems, sorry, everyone ever, you have to get into the details, right? Y- you don't just get to gloss over it and go, Oh yeah, that looks about right. Guess what? All of your, every, your life is a lie. Your belief system is ridiculous. <laughs> right. I'll, uh, I'll be at the student center. We're going to play hacky sack later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be in the quad. Here's one more thing here before we, we wrap up. There's an interesting article that uh, a friend of mine posted on Facebook about Jesus being completely fabricated by the Roman aristocracy. I saw that in order to quell the masses. Did you read it? No. I don't um, read anything on Facebook as a rule unless it's got to do with kitties. I'm going to I'm going to link it in the show notes, uh but you can find it at covertmessiah.com. There's uh <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> There's the thought the thought that uh the figure of jesus was was made up because they couldn't um control control the populace by force they they decided to engage psychological warfare and and win their hearts with uh with this one i, I don't know the the article's uh interesting about, Messiah. they're gonna have a debate about it uh in october huh. so we'll we'll need to put that on our calendars and uh, i'm i'm gonna forget about it tomorrow but we we should uh <laughs> we
0: should Lord look that back up who and,
1: art in air ducts hallowed be thy night vision goggles <laughs> covert messiah <laughs> so uh I think that'll do it for right now. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's I think that's a good slice of Mithra. Mithra in a um uh, a, a cavernous um <laughs> scorpion, scorpion stung, stung nutshell.
2: Nut
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The only thing that hurts more than getting stung in the jiblies by a scorpion Ghibli. is puns. Whoa! I'm ready. I am ready and loaded. You're loaded? Yeah. You want to go first? You want
1: me to go first? I don't care. Then I'll go first. All right, tough guy. All right, all right. Yeah, obviously, you haven't had your Ghibli stung yet. <laughs> <laughs> you to you know, be a little more cautious.
0: There is, uh, in the, uh, the mid to late 80s, there was a um, new version of, of the, the, the Holy Supper that was launched. Be, it was trying to trying to make it more accessible to people by having it narrated. So people knew what was happening the whole time, and at that time there was few voices more beloved in the country. So they uh, opened up the Bob Eucharist. (laughs) Jesus Christ shows up at the table, got a pitcher of water, go, and it's wine, share of His
1: blood. Yeah, going the... deliver a sermon on the mount just a bit outside of Jerusalem, of Jerusalem. Yeah, the Bob Eucharist. That's great. <laughs> this one's real simple. Okay, it's a uh, Persian themed hang glider shop. <laughs> I like it already. It's called sore Austrian. <laughs> nice. I like that one. You got to buy your hang glider somewhere. <laughs>
0: Did you know that the the cult of Mithras not only permeated the Roman legion, but it, it existed well into the 20th century, even getting into um, the writings of of some of the the great uh, fantasy authors? For example, um, there is in uh, in J.R. Tolkien, Tolkien's books there is the underground uh, dwarven stronghold Mithras Tiris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, was that was, no. was Minas Tirith? Was that dwarven underground? No, is, that was a big one. Oh yeah, well that was still no, Mithras
1: no. Tirith. Like, yeah, All right,
0: sh- come at me, nerds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they will. I know. <laughs> Look for them on the fifth day. Yeah.
0: Well, you can't. We've already
1: figured out that I was wrong. So, <laughs> whoops, a daisy. Look to the east. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more. I've got a. I've got a new religion. Oh, good. Uh, called more. Um, it, this isn't the pun, but it, the the religion is called a Mormaic mystery. Oh, okay. It's it's a it's it's a another little religious cult where uh, bull scenes are carved on gold plates, and and uh, the the thing is, y- you don't get to see the the gold plates. They're only seen by the founder, whose name was Joseph Smithra.
0: Nice. Oh, I like that. I like the, you. That was a curveball. You huh. arced around <laughs> and then boom, right in the eye socket. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Them's, them's his puns. Now let us see what the darkest cult in all the land hath brought forth. Shh. Usually secretive, you can't tell anyone about them. <laughs> but this. occasionally, their writings are made known to us. Reach deep into the darkened earthen cave and bring forth. this. <gasps> <Mr>. me. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the heavy lifting of listener mail. You guys are great and you guys write a lot. And now it's scaring the shit out of us, (laughs) but we're, we're going to, we are, we're resolute. I mean, we will fight to the last man to read everything we possibly can, but, but thank all of you. But we're, we're sort of getting to a point where we might not be able to, I don't know. We might have to serve his choice. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, It's it's starting to scare us a little bit, but we're, we're at this moment. We are still somehow resolute. Yeah. We're going to go down swinging. Uh, first up, Eric of the North. What say you, Eric? Uh, Eric writes, just finished up episode ninety-two, which he liked a lot. So yeah, guys, I liked that
1: one too. Which one was that? One? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's the one we everyone loves. It's uh, the um, Civil War ghost stories. Oh, oh, Flora's baby. That's my baby. Uh He says, guys, that was incredible. What an awesome Ken Burns homage send-up. Nailed it. Most impressive. High five, Flora. Thank you. How about some mundane superpowers? Yes. <laughs> um ability to move one mouse with your mind.
1: <laughs> Mises.
0: Um clairvoyance, the ability to remotely view ants. <laughs> clairvoyance. Ah. <laughs> X-ray fission, the ability to see inside a fish from the outside of it. <laughs> oh. Supra strength. Uh strength uh the power <laughs> it's, it's supra strength the power of misspelling. I have that one. <laughs> um <laughs> and he's also putting forth the name of blurites, blur-ites. as the listeners we we have to we got to we got to figure that we out we got to figure it out we do we, we do we're slacking but uh polling is still open put your submissions in thank you so much eric du nord
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i found out my superpower my useless superpower i guess it's it's a curse is it being a f-ing c-? <laughs> Yeah. yeah <laughs> You can sit there and see <laughs> for <Free> yourself. Um, <laughs> no, it's every time, uh, every time I want to catch a, a cab, uh-huh. um, they, they disappear. Yeah. Um, and the, the worst part about it is when I'm not in a place to catch a cab, like when I'm walking to the corner of an ir- intersection, I'll see a parade of cabs yeah, go by. Yes, they blow by the intersection. You get there, and then they're all gone. Yeah. And I get to the intersection – and I, I look down the street and it's uh it's like zombie town. there's no worse feeling than that uh yeah, I get you so what do you got, flora? I've got this one.
0: <laughs> oh. uh that was weird is yeah. it, did
1: you check the levels
0: on our microphones because I know yeah, I haven't touched them. did I tell you that my did I tell you that I was gonna have a friend of mine from Japan what well, I was gonna have my friend from Japan uh he's Uh, a really fluent English speaker. He actually Uh uh, translates in the Air Force base out there. But. Well, I mean, he's just, uh, you know, he's going to his wife, Mitsuko, is coming over to the U.S. for a little while. They're just going to go on a little vacation.
1: Probably uh, asleep right now, right? Oh, yeah. I was definitely asleep.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) What? What is this? (laughs) <laughs> we weren't quite sure it's at what point mecca johnzilla was entering that right. discussion but he's
1: here now he's just sort of like lurking outside the window like, <laughs> y'all gonna stop <laughs> is it now okay not now johnzilla right. writes upon seems in ireland there was a man who would go out into the outskirts and outlying areas of town and fly his kite the thing is that he would always get the kite strings caught in everything Making people hate him so much that they started calling him, you hinter kite. F-. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> will you uh, accept a mundane superpower, Dave? Oh, I will. The ability to always have that two cents someone needs when checking out at a store, except when it's you that needs it.
0: I like that. You're like the, the human need a penny jar. Take, yeah. I like that. And
1: uh, John Zilla says, keep up the Lord's work. <laughs> Can do. Yeah. Thank you, Mecca
0: John Zilla. Uh, how about uh, Facebook Roundup? Facebook Roundup. Facebook sound.
1: <laughs> Selfie. O-M-G. <Like. laughs> Good luck. You do whatever. <laughs> you,
0: you, you, you boogie on. You do what you want with that floor.
1: <laughs> I'm going to put the music that we can't normally use for stuff in in here. Perfect. So we'll see. What does that even mean? That we can't normally. There's use. a lot of there's a lot of music that is great, but I it just has never fit in any of oh, anything good. that we've junk drawer do. music time yeah all right Here we go. Joan, Hi, Joan. writes
0: uh, that uh, Joan uh, writes first of all I'm loving the podcast I'm open okay to it so I've been listening and trying to catch up and just listened to the Dream Show and uh, Joan wanted to share that. Um, she's have a, a couple of really vivid dreams. Um, sometimes she writes them down. A lot of them are kind of silly or non-realistic, but some of them are super real. For example, sometimes a dream, uh, she woke up crying having after having a dream about leaving a childhood home, or um, sometimes she'll have dreams where she, like the talking or laughing wakes her up from it. I have that happen all the time. Mm. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about there. I actually, for a little while, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast, I used to... Uh, work in a stone shop I used to grind granite into like uh, custom countertops it's terrible terrible (laughs) but you end up with like grit all over your face and so and it gets in your mouth it's on your lips you get used to spitting a lot and for years after I had that job I would spit in my sleep how gross and lame is that (laughs) oh man I don't do that anymore but uh, Joan points out something interesting that I think we've talked about, that primarily she'll uh, incorporate things when she takes like brief naps. And you incorporate things that she sees on TV if she's taking a nap into her dream. I think that's pretty common. I think oh, a lot yeah, of people do that. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Joan.
1: Wow, thanks for sharing.
0: Also, Sean, the Count of the Gingers, not quite yet the Baron, but time will tell. Nowhere near Earl. <laughs> he says, hello, gentlemen of the blurred Photoverse. Hello. Tis the count of the gingers who must ask a couple questions about previous episodes that actually tie in together. Ooh. Uh, it looks like in a candy chat and Civil War Ghost, we made a second miss at something. So here we go. Uh, what is an inexpensive treat that also hails from Civil War camps that were in dire need of sweet tooth satisfaction? Well, it was, of course, General Macklesmores. What? 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 what, what? <laughs> well played. How could Betty and Tad miss that? <laughs> welcome to he also says welcome to season four where you get your cryptids for nothing and your puns for free. <laughs> nice, that ain't working. Podcast way we do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, thank you so much, Sean. The count of the gingers. I cannot wait for your promotion and subsequent coronation. Do you coordinate, perhaps? I don't know.
1: Maybe you're getting knocked off by a family member. Yeah, watch your back, man. Watch your back.
0: All right. Also from Facebook, Rosalind. Hi, Rosalind. She hopes Flora that you're feeling better at least until the hangover kicks in. Oh man, which it did. Kicked you. Kicked in straight in
1: the slats. It stung. It stung my <laughs> huevos like a scorpion. <laughs> um, um, and, I'm, and I'm feeling bad now. What is wrong with me this season? Need to change my vents. Better filter. Air filters is.
0: Rosalind, sorry, she couldn't drink to St. Patrick with us in the black in the background, but hard as it was, she drank without us. And you know what? <laughs> I can't blame you for that. You had you got to do what you got to do. Uh, we mentioned Good that we you. were curious about the uh, the show that the Bunyip was in. Oh yeah, because uh, as, as you recall, Bunyan uh, Bunyip Rosalind made that really cool Bunyip puppet.
1: That's right. We've got a, a, a. I got the the fan art up on the website now. So go to the gallery and, and check that out and. and uh, and you'll you'll see a picture of of her, uh, and, yeah, and the puppet.
0: Um, and she says, "Please don't sing the Bunyip Moon song." As an Aussie <laughs> who grew up with Dot and the Kangaroo, it still sends. I have the same exact reaction to it. There's something like I don't like doing it. It's terrifying. And when I listen to the episode where I did the Bunyip Roar, it creeped me out. And you have my word, I will not repeat that because I don't like hearing it later. Rosalind, you and I are in the exact same boat with that. I'm immune to it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
0: Well, fine. When we go visit Australia, I'll stand in the long line with everybody and we'll all throw tomatoes at you. All right. Because we're scared of bunyips. She's a storyteller and was part of a storytelling series um, called the Victorian Guild of Storytellers. Which sounds pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, they usually tell original tales in the same feel as old folklore. And one of the tales she told was about a bunyip. The photo is of herself and the bunyip puppet. Um, doing during question time after the show, so that's pretty cool. Sweet. Hey, Flora, have you heard about? Have you heard much about that crazy guy who creeps up to you and whispers with a creepy, too warm breath in your ear about aliens? George Too Close. <laughs> 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 I've heard his brother's children have a weird ability to style his hair with their mind. They are psychokinesis.
1: Kinesis nieces, nieces, nieces. Yeah, psychokinesis. Oh man.
0: And his aunt is obsessed with biblical artifacts so much so that they call her Holy Gale. <laughs> they do hit the spot these puns indeed. Sloncha for our belated St. Patrick celebrations. Roslyn, thank you.
1: Thank you, Roslyn.
0: And Very finally nice. from Facebook Town, uh Robert, uh what do you what do you use to flavor the devil baby when you sacrifice it? Do you mean the devil
1: baby? The devil baby?
0: Devil gravy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call Lucifer's barber? Devil Floby. <laughs> also just (laughs) floby what do you call the son of a stone elemental gravel baby
1: Gravel baby
0: (laughs) and isn't the devil baby isn't this this isn't devil baby related sorry oh yeah uh and it's about the drunk podcast when i sprouted dream gibberish he's done the same thing at least uh oh yeah yeah he was in bed with his girlfriend she asked him something and he was just like blah 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 Different situation. What you did was perfectly normal. What I did was an abomination. But I was trying to save a, an Atlantic steamship. <laughs>
2: um,
0: and two mundane superpowers: uh, can sleep anytime, anywhere, and dream almost immediately. Actually, that's just a superpower.
1: My girlfriend has that.
0: And how about uh, he can make his car invisible, but only when it's in a parking lot or he's walking out of the store.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Robert. Uh, thank you. One more? Go for it. Uh, heard from Vardra. Ooh, I like that name. Yeah. Vardra says Dear Blurryman, we are men. Hello. With Easter approaching, I'm reminded of an interesting custom which might tickle your collective fancies <laughs> the, the Easter Witch of Sweden. And Vardra put the, I guess, the Swedish uh, version of this in parentheses. Paskaring, uh-huh pop pa- pascaring <laughs> oh i don't know basically on easter children dress up as witches and go around asking for treats like on halloween varger says i believe this custom comes from a traditional folk story that the witches would all fly to blackula where the blackula <laughs> where the devil holds court we defeated him in the 70s <laughs> and have a sabbath on this day you're the worst. You're the worst kind of worst. <laughs> Although not really enough for a show idea. She's always found that tradition a pretty entertaining one. <laughs> I'm so pleased with myself. When are you not? Yeah. The I'm drunk like... drunk episode. Shut up. Oh. An attempt at puns and a mundane superpower. Bring him. There was actually an event which preceded the business plot during the Prohibition, where community leaders such as Al Capone and Bugsy Siegel attempted to overthrow the government with an army of gangsters. It was see? called what? The business plot. <laughs> <laughs> I like that business plot. Business, see? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Archaeologists have recently uncovered a twin site to Carleon. In this new site they've found sculptures and wall paintings which seem to suggest belief in a never-aging sorceress who ruled through her magic songs. I'm listening. The site is being called Cherleon.
0: the people
1: I love that song.
0: everything that she sings is from like behind a pillow (laughs) and
1: through like a horse's mouth yeah exactly (laughs) and a mundane superpower bring it nose invisibility not the ability to turn your nose invisible but the ability to be invisible to the noses of others
0: I think they call that hygiene.
1: Varger <laughs> uh. says, I think there are times in all of our lives where we may, we may have wished for this power. So true. Huh? <laughs> and a, a, a postscript, Dave. Oh, a postscript P.S. I believe the Swedes deserve their own name for <laughs> Christmas slash Saturnalia. Since night lasts a good portion of the day around Swedish oh, Christmas time. that's
0: so true. Oh, well, uh, you get was- like... I mean is it is it uh un <laughs> Like what is yeah, well, what is what is the Swedish
1: moniker for super or extra? <laughs> Vardra suggests null or knull uh, as it combines null, which apparently means f uh-huh. and Yule, which uh, means Christmas. Perfect. So, Nol. Null <laughs> Null we can put that on cards
0: in the U.S. No one knows what no, we're no, talking about. No,
1: no, 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 no. Let no, no. Yeah, get try and get us FCC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll never catch me. Go null yourself. Yeah,
0: and then we get to go. You know what we'll do is we'll then we'll become expatriates living in Sweden. That's that is. I I, I, I wouldn't whatever. be upset about that. Sure, I'll learn the language. Let's do it. All righty. So tons more listener mail to get through next episode.
1: That's that's what we got for this one. Ah, man. You know what to do. Yep. Facebook, iTunes, y- YouTube, Twitter. Twitter.
0: Twitter. Give us a uh, five star on the iTunes. We love yeah, those
1: things. Please do. Mm-hmm. Less one stars, if you yes. will. Mm. <laughs> it was bound to happen
0: someday, people. That's that right. just means that, you know, if you're not offending someone,
1: you're not trying hard enough. Actually, we didn't offend anybody. We just somebody didn't like us. Yeah. Somebody's opinion was just. Yeah. But you know what? If you're listening to this and you made it this far, if you want to give us another try, yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy, why don't you go listen to uh, Pot on Pod? That might be up your alley.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> shove that right up your alley.
1: <laughs> don't forget, we got a donate button. You yeah. can also go to audibletrial.com slash blurry photos to get your free audiobook download. Oh, my gosh. I I I, I love it. I'm starting uh, I told a new, you, dude. new book. I told it's, you. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yep. What else we got? Nothing? Nope. And yeah. for this episode of Blurry <laughs> Photos, I have been Dave, the Stinging Bull Satchel Stecco, <laughs> Satchel, <laughs> and I have been David Floridian Cap. Nice, <laughs> plus six uh. to Dexterity. <laughs> I'm making it up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: ah, my balls! My balls! Ah. <laughs>